Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hashtag no music, no intro. Uh, another episode of Hashtag Things for a Podcast. I feel... Like, this is like the worst fucking day to fucking do a fucking Things Twitter podcast. We should call it the 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 coup, the coup podcast. <laughs> should be. Just, just an avalanche of of shit happening today in the world. Um, so Ryan and I are, Ryan and I idea was, you know what? Let's make our listeners day better. And just let's talk about all the fucking drama the Saints have endured all fucking year leading up to a playoff game. Just, yeah, just, just, just tie it into a nice, nice little bow, and to help us do that, we have the honor of being joined with Captain Terrell of the of the Atlantic joining us. Which I think this is your third appearance on the on the podcast. Which I think only one other person has been on the podcast uh, three times. Uh, Greg Cosell. So that's like that's 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 up there. You're getting up there, Cat. Yeah. Um- I just had to correct you and tell you I don't work for the Atlantic, but you oh. ha- we've all had a long day. It's okay. What? <laughs> you know what? I don't. It's okay. Where do you work? The Athletic, the, the one with Atlantic, the other team I... that starts with May. You know what? I'm glad I'm, I'm coming on when the world's burning down, by the way. Is that like some weird omen? For, for the bear for the bears game on sunday <laughs> fucking or maybe i don't know maybe just me coming on when like the whole world is going crazy for the 900th time yeah. <sighs> um so it's it's really insane to think about everything this team has gone through uh and i said it i think i said it when chauncey went on the COVID list Ryan and I could just do a spinoff podcast talking about Saints drama and we would have enough content to hold, to do like two podcasts. Like we won't, we would never run out of material. Um, but we just wanted to start at the beginning. And so I believe, and I could be wrong, if we're just talking about strictly quote unquote drama, uh, the first big thing that the Saints had to deal with as a team was Drew's epic Yahoo Finance. I will say that Saints Twitter was on point when Drew was doing his post conference. And so ask him about Washington. (laughs) 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 Um, Nobody, nobody blurs together. I mean, Saints Twitter is always upset about something, right? We have to be. We, we wouldn't be safe to her if we, if we weren't. It wouldn't uh, be nearly as much fun. Absolutely true. So that was the first that was the first thing that kind of just fucking just just a mess when that whole interview and that whole thing took place. Yeah, I mean, I as I was uh, telling you all before the podcast, I did this whole 
timeline um, of like every weird, crazy thing that's happened in Louisiana sports since January um, that no one read that week. I think it was because of New Year's Eve. I'm going to go with that. Anyway, I mean, I guess you could say the whole like Saints are going to hold a draft at Dixie a Brewery was the first oh, yeah. thing, but that doesn't really affect the team. That no, just, you know. no. But that was like one of the weirder things that happened earlier in the year. I mean, but uh, the whole Breeze thing happened at the beginning of June. I mean, and I can't believe it's now like almost a year ago or it feels like it at this point. Yeah. Because back then, oh my God, that was the longest day I remember. And oh. I just was thinking, I was like, is this team going to be able to, like, are they even going to like each other? Like, right. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was a valid concern. I mean, and if, I mean, if, if they had, didn't, they, they got over it or pretended yeah. to. I mean, you had Malcolm Jenkins, you know. Bro, how did I forget about that video, Malcolm yeah, Jenkins? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, upset and intense, you know, I mean, you had Mike Thomas and throwing little shots on Twitter. It was, I mean, it was on, like, I woke up in the morning, like, the next, like, two mornings later, and it was still on, like, Good Morning America, uh, one of the morning shows, like, not the football show, like, Good Morning America. They were talking about the Drew Brees story. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is somebody who's never had negative publicity almost ever, like, ever. And now you have like the loudest negative publicity, you know. And I, you know, I'm not trying to make it all about publicity. I'm not, you know, not trying to be cynical or anything. But I'm just saying, like, you know, Drew Brees has had like a kind of shiny image for a long time, you know, and he he goes to lengths to maintain that image. So for him to step in that, whew, like that was that was something. That was something. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that. I mean, team. Uh... In the NFL, like, it's very rare to see players criticize other players to that yeah. extent. You never yeah. see the, the whole league go after one guy. That's um, it to be Drew. Like, it was yeah. Drew, though. Yeah. The whole league was on at Drew's neck. Yeah, I mean, his teammates and, and everything. I mean, that was just coming from all sides. I've, I, I, I kind of made the joke later. Actually, a lot of us did. We were like, uh, do you think Drew fired whoever booked that Yahoo Finance interview? Because of <laughs> all places, Yahoo Finance. You know, he thinks he's just going on there to talk about, I don't know. Finance. Because Jimmy, we know yeah, he, or Jimmy John's or whatever. Maybe some diamonds. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Any of those untuckets or, you know, whatever, walk-ons. And then the next day was probably one of the worst days of his life. I mean, I'm going to guess. I mean – I know that they patched everything up and, you know, life went on, but that was some, that was some tense few weeks there because it was the summers. There was in the sporting world, especially this year, there was nothing Nothing. else to talk about. So it just kept going on and on for weeks and weeks. And I think we are still, I mean, I don't think we talked to players and coaches until July. So I don't even think we asked them about it until later. I might be getting the timeline wrong, but I know it was a good month that that's, like that yeah. was a news story. Yeah, it was with George Floyd and all that happened. Um, and then, you know, I, I guess, I guess what's funny is, like you said, you know, it's kind of been, kind of moved on from. But at the same time, you know, you, it, we just kind of kept going into the season. It's like, you know, how will this play out when they actually get together? And you know, I mean, just football is normal. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, oh well, <laughs> I guess that you know that. And he, but what's funny is anytime he makes any kind of social media post now, he gets it from both sides. Like he gets, 
Like they are at his neck <laughs> every time. Yeah, probably the only one that has it worse is Andres Pete, but he probably doesn't tweet like ever. <laughs> Pete don't ever tweet, man. man I what? saw that. It, I thought he blocked someone once, and I was like, I didn't even know. What? Like, I don't know what you'd have to do to get blocked. But, um, yeah, I was going to – I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say that the interesting thing to me, and I tweeted about this the other day, was that Emmanuel Sanders, who didn't know Breeze very well, outside of that, um, like, recruiting trip he took to get him, uh, or not – that was after he signed. When he flew up to – I don't know. I don't know when he flew up. Yeah, I don't know when he flew up. I don't know if it happened before or after. You know, Sanders tweeted, you know, like, he's ignorant. And the first time we talked to Sanders – he was like singing Grease's praises. Like you could tell he won him over. He just kept saying like he has the best work ethic. I've never seen anything like this. And, or, you know, since uh, Peyton and he just kept going on and on. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like whatever he thought, like clearly he was won over just by watching how hard he works and in, in practice and things like that. And um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting because he was from the perspective where he didn't know him. Like Malcolm Jenkins right. knew him. Michael Thomas right. knew him, but I mean, he right. and Sanders are probably virtual strangers. So, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I don't know why it stood out to me, but it did. So that that jump started the off season, like right fresh first dab in the middle, and then if I if I'm remembering correctly, I believe what happened after that was right before the start of the season. It was like. The, the Alvin, you know, is Alvin going to get an extension? Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he's not at, he's, you know, he's not been at training camp the last couple of days, but he was healthy. And, you know, Ryan and I, you know, postulated, like, is he pulling a, a Melvin Ingram where he's doing like an in-home, like an in-house holdout? And then it kind of confirms that it was. And then he's, he wasn't returning Peyton's calls. And then the Josina, Josina Anderson report where, you know, they're, opening trading him and this is all before week one like, like this. <laughs> and, the, and the weirdness of the, of uh, this season that didn't get resolved until the beginning of september like he came back to practice on september 2nd like isn't that isn't that crazy like the season hadn't started yet they played and, the bucks september 13th <laughs> yeah like it, it's it's so crazy to me like it just felt like the longest summer um but it's weird, like, just that that was still training camp. <laughs> like, what a yeah. long training camp. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, you know, they played the Bucks in front of no fans, and that was weird, and I still haven't gotten used to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm trying – oh, and that was when Thomas injured his ankle. Yep, sure was. Starting that whole saga. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. And it's just crazy how, you know, just back to Alvin Kamara, just uh, – I tweeted, you know, last week, like, Mike Thomas, he got paid last year, you know, prior to the offseason and then had, you know, his historic season. And this year, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara gets paid. And, you know, he has, you know, just an outstanding season. You know, he won't win MVP, but, you know, he's in, in that kind of group of players that, like, if you did, you know, if nine quarterbacks did get MVP, he'd be one of the guys mentioned. So, I mean, I, just, I guess that's just a testament to – uh, you know, paying the right guys. Like, you know, like nobody's thinking about what contract Elvin Kamara got. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it's like no one I'm, cares. That, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> as we all know, they did not always pay the right guys. Oh, and, yeah. Lord. 
they paid for that and they've Junior. figured out. <laughs> I wouldn't get a name any names, but oh, well, um, we, we name names on the podcast. Yeah. Like, let's let's keep it real. Uh, I, well, every, everyone knows, you know. I mean, I mean, and, I mean they regretted man. that, obviously. I mean, that was financial yeah. hit at uh, locker room insanity. And Brand, so I Brand, think, yeah. Brandon Browner, but he was a free agent. But yeah, we, yeah. We, well, yeah, he didn't get paid that much, though, relatively speaking. Like, when they cut him, it was like, eh, whatever. Like, they didn't even care. I think it was like $5 million in dead money, which to them now yeah. is like <laughs> so minuscule. They're just like, eh, whatever. Like, that, I mean, the, the um, junior thing, that was a big deal because it was $20 yeah. million. And, um, I mean, you just don't see that and it, until, honestly, until uh, this last, this past few years when the Rams and some other teams have had these, like, absurd yeah. guaranteed contracts and they have to just eat all that money. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a whole other issue. But, yeah, it, my rambling is just to say, like, it goes to show they figured out who to give second contracts to. I mean, because I don't think they have concerns about, you know, Michael Thomas's work ethic. I mean, despite the stuff that happened this year or that Alvin Kamara is going to prove that he deserved to be paid. So, um, and Demario Davis, even though that contract kind of flew under the radar radar, yeah. but, I mean, that's an obvious one too. Yeah. That was, that was kind of huge. That Demario Davis, it was just like, it, it was, was announced. It was announced by Aaron Andrews. I want to say yeah. during like week, maybe the Bucks game, I think the Bucks game. Yeah, it was the Bucks game. <laughs> I was like, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> they must have talked about it in production meetings, and I, I guess said, "Go ahead with it." I mean, that was weird. Like, I wasn't. I obviously was not watching the TV. I was at the game, so I, that took me by surprise too. Um. So yeah. So like you said, that was the game. Michael Thomas hurts his ankle. Um. That starts that saga, and I'm looking at. I'm trying to go through their schedule and thinking like, what you know. So after that, it was the Raiders game, which they dropped. They dropped the Green Bay game during this during that time span. There were like there's a lot of talk of like Taysom was doing like a just having like a lot of negative plays. And then there's the Detroit game where it's the Michael Burton COVID scare on Saturday night (laughs) before the game. People are frantically in Ryan's and the mind mentions asking for a goddamn emergency pod. (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, no, absolutely not. It just, just I mean, that, the craziness of, of that in general, because up to that point, the Saints have been very proactive regarding COVID, and we'll obviously we'll get to that at the, on the tell end. Um, but like the whole false positive thing, and it was just a mess, right? You know, right before the, them playing on Sunday um, against the Lions. Yeah, I mean, it was the it was. So interesting. I that was another long day. I did. I got like two hours of sleep that night because I was too worried to go to sleep um, that I would miss something. And I had someone from Detroit texting me at I don't even know five in the morning, maybe like, hey, if you find out first that we're going to play, let me know. Like they didn't even know. I didn't find out until six in the morning. And that was when they were given the final all clear. If that had happened now the NFL would it wouldn't be as big of a deal because the NFL kind of just decided at some point during the season like we're going with games it doesn't matter they're getting played because it was so early there was a real fear that game was going to be canceled and the team was just gonna I don't know like it leave Detroit I, I don't know what they would have done but now it kind of seems like it's not that the NFL doesn't care as much it just kind of seems like they're 
full steam ahead, play the games no matter what. I, I don't know if y'all feel that way as well, but it definitely seems like it was treated oh, yeah. differently than it would be. Yeah. I, the NFL doesn't – they can – they can talk about player safety and all that, but at, at the end of the day, game, they want games to be played. They want money. It's a business. And they're going to go put on a show, whether it's hell or high water. Like, that's that's the message yeah. I've gotten this entire season. Poor, poor yeah. you know, no quarterbacks, whatever. Like No running backs, no quarterbacks. I mean, you, you would think they, you would think that Denver game, they would have been like, you know what? This is going to be a horrible, horrible game. We should probably move it, even for the sake of getting viewers to keep watching it for TV ratings. Like that, as a viewer, that probably had to be one of the worst games anyone has ever watched. I mean, well, I don't, it was it I was know. interesting for like two minutes. minutes. Yeah, yeah like, it was just like, awful. Yeah, like let's see what's going to happen. Then you're like, oh no, this is <laughs> this ain't going to work. Like this is just. <laughs> I mean, I can past- speak. I can speak as a Saints fan. Watching an undrafted wide receiver, former quarterback, try to play quarterback was absolutely delightful. Like I wish, every, I wish, I wish all their quarterback they face was like that. Um, and we're even—I mean, we haven't even got to the Denver game, but since we're on it, we haven't even talked about the whole crazy concept that like, Denver was trying to get like an offensive coach who hasn't played football in a couple of years to maybe play quarterback. <laughs> like now. Like, that hey, would have been swing it. incredible. I would have. <laughs> that would have been the greatest thing in the world. I like, mean, I would, that's a movie. Like that's, that's a movie. movie. <laughs> that's a movie. Like imagine a, a quarter or a offensive head coach who hasn't played football in five plus years, and Demario Davis is coming at him full speed. Like, <laughs> isn't it kind of funny how of all the things the NFL does, like that's too far. They're like, no, we can't do that. You know, for whatever the reason, right? <laughs> integrity or whatever and i'm like oh that's where you draw the line you're making them play without quarterbacks but how dare they try to like bring in this just the nfl is so funny sometimes i mean it it is that's your line like why do you care i i don't know the things they care about it just blows my mind sometimes Um, so you don't travel with the team no you don't travel with the team anymore uh, I did. I did it for some games this year. I mean, a lot yeah. of games I didn't. It, it was just kind of like a case by case thing. And I miss traveling. Yeah. And um, if they have to travel in the postseason, I I think I would go. But yeah. it's just it's hard when there's no open locker room anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's to, like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. Right. And there was some like I had originally planned. They had that three game road stretch. Um, the athletic prefers right now that we don't go to back to back away games. So I was trying to figure out how I would go about it. And then the one of the games was right around Thanksgiving. And we thought that was a bad time to travel. I, I, I might be getting the timeline wrong. I mean, eventually we just decided let's not go to um, any of those three. But it was like a week-by-week thing, not like a blanket, you're not going thing. Um, mm. I miss it. But, you know, I mean, I just kind of look forward to next year when I get to travel. Well, knock on wood. Hopefully yeah, it's travel and yeah. I mean, it's like, it sounds so funny saying that. Like, I don't like to complain about that because fans like don't even get to go watch their teams play. And yeah. it's just, you know, it's the whole thing sucks, but um, hopefully next year. Hopefully. Well, Fingers or crossed. next season. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in this, in this time period after the Lions game, um, we're not even, we're not even, we're not like this podcast isn't even necessarily talking about, like the actual play of the team. This is just everything the Saints have been through. So in that time frame, 
the Saints are getting hope. Like Saints fans are getting hope. Oh, Mike Thomas is going to come back. Maybe he's going <laughs> to come back after. I believe it was like after the bye, right? Potentially like that Carolina game, right? That he was going to come back. And then we Carolina, find out. Yeah. And then the whole the whole city deuce. Mike Thomas, brouhaha, Donnie Brook takes place, and he gets suspended again. And then it's the Mike Thomas trade rumors and, and all that for a couple of days or a week or whatever it was. And it's like the whole aura of the team at this point felt bad. Yeah, it's just like what same old crazy saints. Uh by the way, I should have run this like highly inappropriate Twitter poll that said, who do you think Mike Thomas punched to the face? Because I guarantee you, or, or punched Mike, yeah, who, no, who did he punch? I guarantee you, would have been like 99% of people say it was CJ Gardner-Johnson. Oh like, my God, like. 1%, <laughs> like Lattimore, maybe? There, there was like no. another dark, there was like another dark horse person I, that I was like, no, could have been. No, absolutely but, no. But I told every, everyone, every, I was like, it's CJ. Everybody knew, everybody knew. It was just like, as soon as everyone heard, it was like, Yep, makes sense. That'll do it. <laughs> well, they were they were going out in training camp. I mean, I, I I when I saw that, I was like, yep, definitely CJ. There's there's no doubt in my mind because in training camp, CJ looked at um at Thomas and I, I wrote about it, but you know uh, he was saying something and he uh, CJ and Swearinger were like, stop crying, stop crying, and Thomas didn't look too happy. And so when that whole thing happened, I was like, ah, I could see that just. I could see CJ just like needling him until he just lost it, like over the course of a month. I mean, we saw it in the Bears game. Yeah, speaking of, does. it's going to be the jo- the Javon Wims revenge game on Sunday. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't. I can't wait. Uh, I love that he tweets team? about it. Yeah, uh, as far as I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe maybe he's still sitting on that bench fuming about his mouthpiece. I want to. Did, he sat there for eleven you? minutes. Oh, shout out, shout out to Evan who did investigative journalism. <laughs> okay, that was amazing. That's like the greatest thing I've seen. Oh, oh, I need to dig those tweets up. That was great. Like that. Yeah, was, 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 yeah. We got. We got. Like he sat there for eleven minutes. We got to retweet them for the upcoming Bears game. Like it's only right. Oh, but it's only right. I want to ask you: Did you? Was it you that asked Kamara like? I don't know if it was you, Amy, or Luke that asked uh, asked Kamara, like, what do you, what what is it about C, you know, CJ Gardner Johnson? What is it about him that makes him? <laughs> that was me. That was you. That was you. I was like, yeah. that was a good ass. I was like, that was a good ass question. And his answer <laughs> was hilarious. I was writing this piece. I don't know if uh, y'all read it, but it was this piece about like how he's been this like annoying guest yeah. since he was yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, the stories great... his coaches told were so funny. He said, yeah. like, when he was six, he was like. You know, make uh, making other kids cry, and parents would come to him and, and tell his coach, like, <laughs> you need to get a hold of that kid. And he's like, no, like that's who he is. Let him be who he is. I mean, and the coach is still close to him, and it's just funny that parents are like, aren't you going to do anything about him? And he's like, no, <laughs> nah, nah, he's good. It, and it makes perfect sense. It just oh, it absolutely. I, I, if he was on any other team, I would hate his guts. But you know, oh my god, it. I could like. Could not stand him if he wasn't a saint or a good stand him. Um, so what I remember when what was like just your your feeling when the whole Mike Thomas, Chauncey Garner Johnson thing 
happen and just the, the, the feel that the, the team had at that point? Uh, I mean, as far as that specifically, I thought that was going to blow over. I mean, I thought everyone was making this huge deal about it, and I get it, but I, I, I just thought, you know, CJ's a pest and Michael Thomas is very intense, and, I mean, that's going to happen and whatever. But I don't think I, I, I don't think I thought of it any more than that in the terms of I didn't think, oh, this is going to fracture the team or anything. I just thought it was two guys that just – that's how they practice. Um, I think I was more worried at that point about, or I would have, if I was a fan, I would have been more worried about why the secondary was playing so poorly. Cause I think that was right after the green Bay game was still fairly close in the rear view mirror around that time. No, I think it was, uh, I think it happened. It was after the Chargers game where they got roasted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, generally the secondary didn't play well for the first four or five weeks of the season. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that, yeah. that was my concern. But, you know, what's interesting is I, I said this to Larry today, just how in training camp, CJ actually got burned a lot. And he really didn't look great. And I said, this guy, the way he plays, he's either going to be, like, incredible or it's going to be a disaster. And there's never going to be any in between with him. It's just how he plays because he's so intense. And now, I mean, it, it's, like, leaning towards the incredible because he's playing so well. But it's just funny how things can change from training camp because uh, he was – he was uh, having it rough yeah, he, for a few weeks there. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember you guys, you guys saying that he was having it rough, and a lot of fans were thinking like, "Oh, I mean, it's down second year or whatever." And you know, he, he started just like the whole defense wasn't great when he started. You know, everybody had took their lumps, but then he kind of came on with the rest of the defense, uh, get proven, and which was kind of another side story. Just the turnaround the defense had, which. Made sense because, I mean, all offseason it was written about, well, the Saints on paper has one of the best wrestlers or whatever. And just for them to start so slow. And I remember, like, probably by week four or five, I was starting to seriously ask, like, is this team, like, is the roster talented? Like, did we misjudge the roster? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, just that turnaround. What did you think attributed to that? It was just, you know, just guys just figuring out how to play well eventually. I think I think they reassessed a lot as coaches over the bye and tried to figure out what the heck was happening. Because now that I'm thinking back, I do remember people tweeting the reporters or, or saying something like, "How can you guys? How can you guys have fallen for the whole good training camp defense thing again? Like you know how they they show up to training camp and they look great and <laughs> they're then, basically yeah. like you you fell for the banana in the tailpipe." Right. It's like, how can you guys fall for that again? They look terrible. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, I, I said it when I wrote it. They look great. But you know how this is. Like, I'm, I was like, I'm not, you know, holding my breath. But they did look great in training camp. And so maybe it was a sign of, hey, they can play this well. I mean, I, I just thought they needed to figure out how to play together as a secondary. It's not like they had that many new faces, but I think I guess it's enough. Like Janoris Jenkins hadn't really been there that long and hadn't played with him in that many games. And then you swap uh, Von Bell for Malcolm Jenkins, and he hasn't been there in forever. And I guess that was enough to throw off the chemistry. And they had to, you know, figure that out all over again. And also, Lattimore just wasn't playing well. Like he had some bad games. And so I think once they kind of figured out how to gel and stop the miscommunication stuff. He really started playing well, but you know, that's with Lattimore. It's, it's kind of like he either plays like the best corner in the, in the league or he plays 
like it, it's always against unknown guys. Like he brings unknown receiver in there against them and he can play terrible. And it just, it makes no sense. Sometimes he plays down to his competition, I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess, uh, let's see what happened next. So the hurricane. Yeah. Oh, are, we, are we getting to the bears game? That was bears week. Oh boy. I, I completely forgot about the hurricane. That was also the week all those – I'm looking at my timeline now. So this is not totally random. That was the week all those shir- shirtless photos of Coach O, like, leaked on the internet. Oh. So was, <laughs> it's already weird. How oh, and Emmanuel Sanders tested positive for COVID that week. So oh, that yeah. That's like, right, because he, he missed the Bears game. Yeah, it was a weird week. It was so weird for everyone. I didn't have power. That's all I complain about when I talk about that week. I'm like, I watched on the North Shore with my – someone's – my friend's dog like half on my laptop because I had no power. Uh, and I think that's why the Saints played so poorly. Like it was just a weird week that everyone yeah, just kind of had to slog I, through. I think, was it, it was Mike Thomas out, Sanders. It wasn't Callaway out too. Man, uh, I don't, maybe that seems a little early for him to have had his knee injury, but maybe it wasn't. Uh, I, just, I remember one, oh, was it trick one? I can't remember, but it was one of the games where like, Everybody was out, like all the wide receivers. It was just, it was just terrible. Yeah, it and was, it was just, yeah. Yeah, that was, was that was that was the Bears game. It's a weird. Yeah. It was a weird game. It was almost like they're just trying to get through it, and yeah. they also never seem to play that well on grass. I don't know if my theory is correct because, like, you know, obviously they played great at Tampa, but there's some games they go out and play out like on the road on grass fields, and they just they're just not good. And I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that is. I mean, maybe the theory is flawed, but. Uh, the Eagles game too. I'm like I'm trying yeah, to look yeah. up who was not. Yeah, Callaway was out. Um, so no Callaway, no Thomas. Feels familiar. Huh. So it was the Hurricane. Um, Emmanuel Sanders tested positive for COVID, which I I completely forgot about. Like that's how long the season it's been. Um, and then the Tampa game happens in the second Tampa game, which is the biggest game of the season up to that point, the best that the saints have looked all season was that Tampa game. Like that was the peak of their dominance. Um, and then the week after they go and play the Niners and that's where Drew gets hurt and he, he can't finish the game and Jameis comes in and, and finishes it um, with his broken ribs and, and everything. Yeah, I think to me that was the game where it really started to solidify that this was this is Breeze's last year. I mean, yeah. I, I still don't know that for certain, but I'd be shocked if it wasn't because it just felt that way. It started to feel like, okay, now it's the second year in a row, this guy who didn't miss a start for like 15 years or, or whatever, yeah. like dating back to high school at start because of injury is now getting hurt all the time. And I remember that post-game press conference. I'd never seen him like that. He was so, uh, I don't know if morose is the right word because it's hard to describe him that way. It was, it was weird. It was very weird. It felt like, it, it felt like very serious. And the fact that he's playing now is both surprising and not surprising after I watched that. And I'd just never seen, you know, Breeze who, you know, has probably called himself like Pollyanna before because he's always optimistic just yeah. seemed so down um so that was that was a weird vibe in that game and, just, and then you know. just that that video of him walking to coach uh you know before halftime starts like i can't go 
just Drew Drew would never say that. You just know yeah, that's, man, not, that's, that's not right. something he ever says. He would, and he had already like played after getting hurt. He had already finished, you know, finished that little two minute drive and got a touchdown and all that stuff. So it was like, whoa, like this is serious, man. And then the Adam Schefter puts out like it's eleven bro, well, I'm Ed Werner, uh, yeah. eleven broken ribs and collapsed lung. It's like, oh shit! Like I'm thinking Drew Brees is done, man. Like this is it. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, like, I still don't. I still don't get it. I don't get. I mean, I get it that they can, you know, give you painkillers and, and and shoot players up to like with Tordal or whatever it's called. Yeah, but I still yeah. don't get how you're effective. I don't get how you function with eleven rib fractures. I feel like I would be curled up, you know, on my couch for the next month. But you know, oh there's a reason goodness. he's a, you know, there's a reason he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and I just write about football. But, you know, it's crazy. I'm going to miss covering him. I mean, just stuff like that. It's just it, yeah. we're going to look back on it and be like, that was so insane. Like, right, why right. do we think that was normal that he would come back in three weeks? Right. Exactly. That's that's ridiculous. Like, it's, that's yeah, insane. It's crazy. Like, it's insane. It's insane. It, it, it makes no sense. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that was so that was the game where Drew gets hurt and you know, you guys said it perfectly. I just remember how just downtrodden he looked in the in the post. That's a good word for it. Yeah, just downtrodden, sully, uh, sullen. And then, you know, we're all assuming like, oh shit. Well, Jameis is going to start against against uh, Atlanta. We're going to finally see see Jameis and see the arm and the offense. And then Friday, I believe it was before before Sunday. Nope, not Jameis. It's Taysom. What? Huh? Just, yeah, in hindsight, we should have seen that coming, right? Yeah, we really should have. We really should have. I thought it was possible it would be Taysom. I mean, and, and Jeff was all over the fact that it would be Taysom from, like, the beginning. But, um, yeah, I, 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 it was inter- it made things interesting. Uh, you know, Falcons week is never boring anyway. And so for right. Taysom to be playing on Falcons week and just made that weird rivalry even weirder. And, you know, that was when Roddy White, you know, decided to – Emerge oh, yeah. from his from his like hiding place to <laughs> tweet about the Saints, which he does like once a year, and then everyone runs right. them off. It's one of my favorite right. parts of the year. Joe Payton retweeting him and all that stuff. Uh, oh, I hope Roddy yeah. White always sticks around to do that. Like, yeah, he's, he's barely <laughs> tweeted since. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. And uh, and you know, Taysom wins that game. Goes, you know, beats Denver. Cubeless Denver. Uh, then you know faces the Falcons again on a three-game win streak, and here we go again. You know, no Drew Brees, Saints still winning. Defense somehow, when Drew Brees is out, there's this apparent magic switch they flip here, here where they're know. like, so they're like, I, we will not allow a yard. <laughs> right? So defense. annoying. They just how did they do that? Nothing. It's like know. in Seattle last year. I mean, yeah. Seattle where they always played horribly and then all of a sudden last year there's no Drew Brees and the defense just decides well I think I'm gonna play really well I think I'm going to play really well today relatively speaking because <laughs> I looked at their stats and I can't remember if they gave up a lot of yards or not I feel like they did uh, but to what, like the last like to the la- yeah half, the end of it yeah it, it got ugly but like the first like two and a half quarters it was just like yeah. Dominance. I mean, we were like, are they going to blow the Seattle out? Like, what's going on here? That's when we realized how good Deontay Harris is going to be, too. 
think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He sure had did. a really good game. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how they do that. But it just shows that it, somehow they have finally become the defense everyone, you know, is that crazy for you? Well, like, you for covered, for ten years. You yes. covered the, the the worst of the worst defenses with the Saints. Is that kind of crazy for you? Just watching the team, just like like the defense is protecting the offense sometimes. You know, it's it it still is so bizarre to me. Um, actually, the defense did give up five hundred yards. I was right. That's so weird. It, was, it must have all come at the end. Oh, it was, um, it was all garbage. It was, are you talking about the Seattle? Yeah. Game? It yeah, because it didn't feel like that. Um, yeah, I feel like there's so many years I set because my first year around the Saints is 2012, and I feel like at so many times, not that year, but later, I said they just had an average defense, just like a, co- yeah. a, a defense that could do literally anything but watch people run by them. They would be a great team. And now I feel like I've said, well, if the offense can just be <laughs> average. How loud is that? <laughs> It's so I, I can I will never wrap my mind around it because I also I covered a really bad defense in Cincinnati, so I have covered some horrifically bad defenses, and so it's it's funny now. It's funny how the NFL changes, but yeah, I I said today I'm like man, they don't the defense is going to lead this team through the playoffs if the offense yeah. just just like is adequate if they don't pull a Kansas City and keep them on the field the whole time. Yeah, they'll be fine. So that's uh, it's crazy, but yeah, we'll see. You know, it's hard for fans to get their hopes up because they've they've like heard this story before, and then oh, yeah. then all of a sudden they're watching, and like Marcus Williams is like watch is watching someone run by him or, or something oh, like my that. God. Yeah, sorry, sorry to sorry to bring it up. That wasn't anything really specific. I was referring to just that everyone <laughs> is always breaking. To the Minnesota miracle. What do you mean there? Well, actually, it wasn't even that. I actually was thinking more about the Niners game with the missed tackle, but um, but I I just meant that you know I feel like Saints fans are always like too afraid to be really excited about it because they've just oh yeah they've seen they've seen the worst. We we know, we know, yeah, (laughs) we know. Um, so I'm trying to think so. That the Denver game, so like Ryan said, Saints are on the three game, three game winning streak. It's like, oh, here, you know, Eagles game, you know, they, at, and at this point they had the number one seed. Everything was looking up, and then they, the worst loss of the season, is them dropping the Eagles game, where Taysom doesn't look good. the The defense, again, in my opinion, did enough for the team to win that game, but the offense was just in molasses the entire game it seemed like um and they dropped that game to the to the eagles um and as soon as as soon as that game happened i knew drew was playing against kansas city like you couldn't tell me <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything else um but i knew he was playing in any day um and i mean if you and we look back to it like if we want a reason why the things don't have don't have the number one team in the nfc that eagles game is is the game like that's that's what did it for them. Like, that's what did them in. Yeah, but, I mean, everyone had to have seen that coming. Like, that was the game I thought, as we got down to it, that they could lose because it just was so typical. Saints, outdoor, on the grass, into the three-game road streak. They're going to be tired. I I just thought. I was like, they're going to lose a game. 
it's it's going to be that game. And then, weirdly, I thought they were going to turn around and beat Kansas City the next week, no. yeah, and, uh, yeah. and, and they no. didn't. <laughs> You're like, absolutely not. Uh, well, maybe I think if the if, offensive. I, I think if they had a if they had a healthy Drew for Chief, for the Chiefs, maybe, maybe like it's a maybe, but you know, with Drew compromised at least early, you got a little better. It, it just not against Patrick Mahomes. It just was too much. It just was too much. And I will defense, say, the, 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 I I I respected and appreciated the defense so much that game. I did. I did. You know, like, even yeah, though they gave up points, they give up points and yards and all that, but it was just like it's just how it's they like, play. Like it's, it's one of those games you had to see and watch the defense because it's like yes, and, yes. and compare it to other Chiefs games. Like you have to put like the Chiefs on a different scale, like relative to other games, and it's like okay, they they played Mahomes, like they they made Mahomes punt. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> they call they yeah. caused him to fumble twice, right? Yeah, twice. Like it, they, it that that game in itself probably gets trigger trade paid bank <laughs> this offseason. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, if you first of all, they didn't even allow three hundred oh. yards passing in that game, which is you know considering how good that offense is, is surprising. It's That's like wild. they're on the they're on the field forty two minutes. I mean, what are you oh. like? What more are you supposed to ask of them? I mean, yeah. yeah. It was, just, look, it was just a weird game. I know you. I know you got to get out of here soon, but I f- we completely forgot the clowny trade. The clowny oh, trade. Oh God! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, uh, trade. I don't know what. I don't even know what you call it. Like he was going to sign to the Browns, and it was I didn't. Trade. Wow! I completely forgot about that. I didn't even trade put a it trade a pick. The pick cap, the salary cap trade. I don't know what. Some undisclosed <laughs> player was involved that was going to be included in the trade. Show the rankings. Rankings. I, re- yeah. I respect the hustle, and yes, it should have. I mean, I don't know if it was rankings, but it should have been. I mean, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna leave in free agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh my god. And, and then you know who rises from the ashes is is uh, Trey Henderson. Like who would have thought? I mean, he leads the team in sex. You know, he's third in the NFL in sex. Like who saw that? That is, that is insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's wild. It's it's still it's still wild to me. I mean, and I thought that when I when I rejoined the beat last year, I thought, hey, this I don't really know anything about this Trey Hendrickson person, but I think he could be really good. No, and in, in no corner of my mind would I have said eh, next year he's gonna have double digit sacks. I just thought he might be good one day, and right. all of a sudden he's more sacks than Kim Jordan, like. Actually, double the amount of sacks almost of Cam yeah. Jordan. I mean, that is wild. It's, cra- it's crazy, and and yet I still don't fully believe he's going to be on this team next year. Uh, mm, yeah. Hendrickson, not Jordan. Uh, we'll see, that's, but that's a no. big story. That's no. a big yeah. story. He'll be on the team. I don't know how. Mm. I don't. I don't know how you uh, let thirteen and a half sacks sacks just walk out the door. Well, they've got like negative 100 million in cap space, so Whatever. I'm sure they'll I'm sure they'll figure it out. They'll pay him like a he'll, he'll like his cap number will be like a bag of Fritos or something. Yeah. <laughs> ghost years, you know, like five extra ghost years yeah. where he's not on the team. Like so. five voidable years, you know. <laughs> I it would be interesting. I mean, this yeah, we don't have much time, so that'll have to be for another podcast. But yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what they do with some of these guys that have these crazy cap numbers, like. Alexander probably gone. Janoris Jenkins yeah. gonna have to yeah. fix that. Taysom Hill obviously not going anywhere, but gonna have to fix that. 
So uh, Kai Hartley's got a lot of work to do, but that's Ooh. that's a story for you know future everyone else or future us. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know you got to go. We know we didn't have we didn't uh, you got to go hustle do your own thing. Um, we got we got through most of most of uh, the Saints timeline, um, but we appreciate you coming on as as always, Catherine. Um, it, but before we let you go, what what is your prediction we got to get your prediction for the game on Sunday against the Bears okay people are gonna want to they're gonna question as to why I have this so close but for some reason in my mind it's 27 21 Saints I just feel like it's one of those games where everyone thinks they're gonna win so the Bears could put up a fight like they did last time but I think if this team plays anything like it's supposed to play they'll be fine I just I hesitate to make any bold predictions after me and the rest of the world thought they're going to beat the Vikings last year. Um, but I do think it's very talented top to bottom team. And um, if they get, you know, they have, should be getting Michael Thomas back and Deontay Harris and their injury reports not too long. So honestly, if they're healthy, they get a little bit of luck and they play like they're supposed to. I mean, they'll be fine. Yeah. I like That's my prediction. 21, 27 makes sense. No, I get it. I get it. It makes sense. Um, thank you, Catherine, for coming on. You, you raised us with your presence yet, yet again. Um, follow Catherine on Twitter. Um, follow her work. Read her work. Pay for her work. Um, and we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Like a dollar yeah. ninety nine a month right now. Like a dollar ninety nine. The something. the athletic, not the athletic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, now I yeah. can't even talk. Not See? the, the athletic, not the Atlantic. I can't even, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to stop talking and go like spill coffee on myself or something <laughs> like I usually do. But hey, sorry I have to run, but it's so great to be on with you guys. Uh, and yeah, uh, always. hopefully we still have a lot more to talk about next week. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Catherine. We'll talk to you uh, later. Bye. Bye. So we, we, we went over everything with Catherine before she got off. Um, Drew comes back, that Kansas City game, the offense looks terrible. Everything looks off. Um, they, they lose that game, but they, they rebound. After the Kansas City game, things are looking a bit better. Um, a bit, you know, because I, I get it. And then what happens is so Kansas City game was the Vikings game. It was the Vikings game, and Alvin goes off, six touchdowns, everything's looking like the Dory. Boom. CJ Garner Johnson, COVID. Boom. Alvin COVID. Alvin takes the entire running back room with him. They go into the last week of the season against the Panthers. No running backs. Time like just so much has happened with this team, Brian. <laughs> It's unreal, man. It's unfucking real. So much, bro. Like, oh, it's exhausting. It's it's exhausting, man. Like, it's it's literally to the point where I don't, I do not react. Nope. I do not react. Like, I don't even comment on it sometimes. Like, I'm like, I look, so I look at the news. You know, br. You know, uh, release a report, alert a pop up or something. I'm like, oh shit, and I just you know. 
going about my business. I'll tweet about it later. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's like nothing surprises me at this point. Nothing. Not even a little bit. Even like today's Wednesday, some shit can happen um, on Saturday before the playoff game. Wouldn't even phase me. Wouldn't even phase me, bro. Wouldn't even phase me. Shit on other teams phase me more than the Saints. <laughs> How crazy is that? <laughs> Like fucking the Browns head coach is out. Bro, <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> there, there's only one team that could that like has a level of just man, y'all are fucking wild over there that can out Saints the Saint, and that's the fucking Browns, bro. Oh, that's that's the Browns for sure. <laughs> like, they, shout out, man. Shout out to Mark Sessler, all of them, bro. Browns fans. Woo, I don't want none of that shit. None of it. Like we, I know we we like to use the the Dark Knight Rises, you know, Bane scenes about darkness. No, 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 bro. That that's darkness. Like, you know, maybe like the Saints fans from the 60s, 70s, and eighties. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But that shit right there, the Browns, this era. <laughs> let me let me paint the picture. As a fan of a team, your favorite football team finally makes the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Uh. <laughs> like a human who was born in 2002 is an now adult. an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. And in your first playoff game, you're going, you're going against your division rival that you can't fucking stand. And your head coach, who has done a very good job turning the team around, making them respectable, has made Baker look average. Which I don't think he's a good quarterback, so he's made. Oh, yeah, he's made he. And what does he? What is he's done all this, and he can't coach the game on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Oh man, <laughs> he's coaching on Zoom this week, man. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Oh, oh man. Come on, man. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I mean, I'm sorry. Shouts out to the Browns fans, but man, you stupid if you're still a Browns fan. <laughs> like, they got something better you can do, bro. Like, seriously. Oh, try to get LeBron back. Something, man. Like, this, this is too oh, much. Man. No. No thanks. Um, So, w- this is not our preview show. We'll preview the game, I think, tomorrow. Um, but we just wanted to just do a quick episode. We wanted to get Cat on here and do a season year in review, season in review. Yeah, just yeah. go over all the shit the Saints have been through. Because you gotta, uh, you forget, we forget about a lot of this shit, man. It's bro, like I, I completely forgot that Emmanuel Sanders had COVID. Ha- completely yeah. had no, just it was gone. Lost, lost it. Like this is just crazy, man. It's crazy the shit the shit Saints fans deal with, man. And we we just so fucking jaded and. And just like that's why we laugh at the worst shit now. You know what I'm saying? Say Twitter, we will laugh about anything because it's like, man, like what well, fuck? Look, look what we look what we deal with, man. Like look what the fuck we deal with, man. Yeah, like when when we lose or when when the Saints are going through their own shit, like other other fans on Twitter try to roast us. Like, listen, you are not going to roast us better no. than we roast ourselves. Ourselves, like, come on, like you would do better than that. That's what annoys me, like, when fucking fans bring up Katrina. Like, it's not that it's insensitive and horrible, like it is, but that's not what gets me. It's like, can you do fucking better than, like, 
it's, it's low hanging up. fruit. Like, like, like come on, man. It's low hanging fruit, bro. That, that, that's what it is. <laughs> like Saints fans know Julio Jones' real name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Quantavis or some shit. Out here, bro. Um. So I I know we we talked about the Saints and shit, man. I, I feel like we we wouldn't be us if we didn't talk about all the shit that happened today, bro. Like we gotta. Oh man. Come on, man. We gotta, we gotta talk about it. Like I know I haven't followed it intently because my day work-wise has just been a complete shit show. So like I'm focused on my own fires that I'm putting out in my career. So to see that the world on fire, like I can't, I haven't been able to focus on it. But I and I'm I'm asking you, we're we're black men. We live in this fucking country. You are, you know history. Like, that is your shit. That's my shit. As someone who knows history as well as you do, can you put into context what fucking happened at the Capitol building today? I really can't, man. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Like, not saying, like, you know, as far as the world, we've seen, you know, revolutions happen and people storm. Uh, you know, uh, leadership, you know, uh, capitals and stuff like that. But it's like weird. It's like, cause what's happening here is it's kind of, it's kind of like LARPing, you know, it's like live action role play. So it's not a real revolution, you know what I'm saying? But they're, they're LARPing as like revol- a revolution and they're doing it over Trump who like lost, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and it's, it's just the weirdest thing. I have like so many thoughts, man. Like one thing I'm thinking is like, it's that fucking easy, right? <laughs> Yo, the first thing I what I don't know I don't remember the name of the first fucking movie with Gerard Butler, White House oh, Down, Olympus Has Fallen or whatever. Thank you. Yes, I will tell you when I watched that movie for the first time, it legit terrified me because I was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. yo, like that can happen." Like right, right. And so, but then I was like, okay, keep contact, like it's a movie, blah blah. After what I saw today, I know other countries are like fucking looking like, their lips like what? They're like, damn, if we make this look like a protest, we could take over the fucking capital. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, and I mean so many thoughts, man. It's just, you know, the height the 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 uh Hypocrisy, you know. I mean, just you know, police acting like, 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 okay, come on in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> now, nah, but I look now, like at nighttime. I mean, they, they got the, you know, they got the stormtroopers out there now. They whooping their motherfucking ass. Yeah, it's getting whooped. <laughs> I haven't even had a chance to look, bro. They got oh, the yeah, getting whooped now. Bro. They got the the death troopers level three out there, bro. Yeah, man. They getting their ass whooped now, boy. Like. One thing I'm interested to see, I wonder if I wonder if the right wing is gonna look, is gonna be become woke on police now. Like I wonder if if y'all gonna <laughs> open your eyes a bit at this point, because because look, they'll shoot your fucking ass too. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, they prefer to, they they prefer to shoot a black person. They prefer <laughs> to shoot a black, but they'll still shoot your ass too. Like, bang bang! Don't get it twisted. <laughs> bang bang! Let let me put into context how my how my day was earlier. Okay. So I had to go down to downtown LA. I had to go to a police station. 
to get a copy of um, so 911 audio for one of my cases. Um, most communications 911 audio places are like inside a police station, but not like a little police station. Like they're typically at like main, like big head, like headquarters type of police stations, right? Mm, yeah. So I go there and as I'm walking, I've been there, I've been there once before. And so I had to like look and find like where the front entrance was. And keep in mind, I'm dressed, I have my badge on, but as I'm walking, I'm, I noticed that there was a shit ton of police presence. Like huge, like a lot of police. And I'm like, like I know it's a police station, but like, why are there so many around? Like why they're not inside? So I keep walking and a proud two to three blocks from where I was, was a huge Trump rally oh, shit. going on. And so the police were just kind of meandering about, keeping an eye out on to see if shit escalated. Here I am just here to fucking pick up a fucking audio CD. And when I tell you the juxtaposition I experienced as a black person being one, surrounded by a lot of police officers and then two, being three blocks approximately away from a Trump rally. And keep in mind, I had no idea the whole Capitol building shut was happening at this point. I was just locked in my fucking, my world, right? Right. And I was like, yo, this is scary as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get the, like, I gotta grab this CD, but let me get the fuck out of here. Let me get out of here. I do not feel safe. <laughs> Didn't feel safe, bro. Didn't feel safe. And then I don't know who I don't know who first told me about what was happening in the Capitol and I was like, "Oh shit. Like what?" <laughs> it's, I sent you that pic I sent you that picture of the dude and uh Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, is this real?" Like what's going on? And it's just it's just it's like you said Right, you said this months ago. People thought that when fucking January first, two thousand twenty-one came on the calendar, shit was gonna be like, all right, we done, got this shit over with. Like, no, we started twenty twenty-one. Say, I got something for your ass. You about to cut up. It's just, it's just, we not, we're gonna not. Super keep it political. We're trying to not keep it political, but I don't. I don't fucking care. Like it's it's in my pin. It's my my pin tweet is if you voted for Trump, block me. I don't. I, got, I don't. Want, I don't want shit to do with you. Um, if you condone what took place at the Capitol building, block block me too on Twitter. You can still listen to the podcast. Like we'll we'll take the the, the you know the, the listens, and you can still subscribe. But don't don't fucking interact with me on, on Twitter. Like just just don't like. I don't, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to have any type of conversation with, with someone like that, but just the world we're living in and you hit on it in terms of the hypocrisy. Um, like I, I don't, I, when shit was happening, it took, I didn't see any rubber bullets. I didn't see any tear gas. No, no. Shit. <laughs> Do you, you remember one of my favorite memes is that, that uh, ceramic frog, you know, oh, yeah. 
That was them today, bro. Like, that was them, man. Cooler. It's cooler. No. I saw. I, I put. I tweeted a video, man. He had one cop just running, man. He was like running for his life. <laughs> oh, was that was that the super scared one? Oh no, no, that was. A, oh, that dude, man. He need to retire right now, dude. That dude was spooked. And I understand, like, we got like a thousand people just right. like, like, fuck, man, about to die. <laughs> like, what you gonna do? And can we, we're not even hitting on how it was a huge fucking super spreader event. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, oh, it's a pandemic, so like, <laughs> I, I like that shit up. I don't, I don't have anything else. I, I will say this, though, to tie it into football, the podcast. The Saints. At the end of the day, we we football is an, is an escape. Sports is an escape. We we love the entertainment. We love the the drama. We I get that. But <clears throat> the world is on fire, and if the Saints lose on Sunday to the Bears, as that's that's why I always say emotionally try to that we've been preaching this since this podcast has started let yourself go let those emotions go because what you don't want to happen is imagine the saints losing to the bears on sunday and i know for us we'd be like well that was their window shit might be closed now like we'll see what happened other people like they're in their fucking fields they're fucking sitting tweets off like they if saints lose on sunday and then you have to deal with like real world shit, and then you're mad about the world, and you're mad about the football team. That's a terrible combination to be. Nah, you don't want it. You don't. You want don't. That shit. You don't. So when we look, when we say emotionally disconnect yourself from the Saints, we're not saying not be a fan. We're not saying don't support, don't root for the team, but don't let them niggas ruin your fucking day. Like, don't, don't because do there's it. real shit going on that when. The season's over, whether it's Sunday or whether it's in fucking February after they win the Super Bowl, the shit's still going to be outside the door. Like, we still got to fucking deal with that shit. And that's not going to go away. No, man, no. And I was telling the young cats today I work with, I was like, bro, because, you know, they're young. They're all cynical about everything. They're just like, oh, you know, this is just the same old shit. I'm like, no. No. This is, this is, we're in uncharted territory, bro. Like, y'all need to. Y'all need to keep a eye, keep your eyes open on what's going on, man. Some shit is going on. This ain't next week. Everything gonna be all good. Nope. It's, it's shit is going on. I don't know what it leads to. I'm just saying we're in uncharted territory here. Like I mean, we, you're you're almost you're almost forty. I'm almost thirty three. You you've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. We're living through we're living through a pandemic, which none of our Parents and sometimes even grandparents haven't been through. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's a lot, bro. Tell you, it is. But that but said, the sports like use sports as an escape, man. Like, don't yes. let it bring you down. Just use it as as an escape to just unplug and just enjoy this shit, man. Like, you know, Drew Brees last ride. You know, hopefully, you go out as a champ. Let me let's see what this shit do, man. Like, you know, let's enjoy this shit. That's it. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. So we'll be back. Um, so we'll be back. I think tomorrow we're gonna do the, the preview pod. 
try to hopefully get that up tomorrow night, uh, Friday morning, so you have it for uh, the upcoming weekend. Um, we'll we'll recap. We'll have the recap on Sunday night. Good or bad, we're gonna be here recapping what went down. But most, I mean, most important, more importantly than all that, man, be be safe. Uh, you know, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, because shit's crazy right now, you know, and all, all we can do is try to take care of ourselves, our loved ones, our family, um, the people that are important to us. So to all our listeners, stay safe, be, be careful, because uh, shit's just crazy right now. So, yes, sir. so with that, we're going to get out of here. We'll, we'll be recording tomorrow night doing the recap, very intensive recap show. Sorry, not recap, sorry, preview show, talking about the Bears game. Um, and until then... That's it. That's it. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.